previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. Nova grabs whoever's arm is nearest to like her right side, pulls them down. Avenge me when Mercury is in the third house and Polaris. Almost as if frozen in time, you see Lady Kensington. You see that she also has a faraway look in her eyes and that she too is also sort of slightly drooling. Kai pulls out something from his pocket. It's a couple of sheets of paper, and it becomes apparent to you that Kai has been paying people to attend your classes. You take a look at your two children. Their eyes are a little bit unfocused, but they are not drooling. Deborah starts raging. All she can see is blood towards this uh, this being that is clearly controlling her beautiful children. So I don't know about you ladies, but I'm marching down to the Rodriguez's house, and well, let's just say... Things aren't going to be the same afterwards. There's nowhere to go but forward. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We see a planet, heavily cratered, traveling through space. We see a slightly more up-close shot, and we see that it is, in fact, hurtling. The camera then does like a hyper-zoom out across millions of miles, and we see the planet that the three of you are on, near the coast somewhere. In the night sky, we see a bright twinkling. And it's the same planet that we saw earlier. The camera flies over the coast, and we see that the water is quite a bit lower than usual. There's occasional uncovered trash and the remains of abandoned boats. We then get another landscape shot, and we see clouds building up overhead. And they eventually grow into a dark gray and then transform into a storm. We see a super wide shot as the storm hits Falcon's Reach, blasting the city with raging winds and dumping rain everywhere. Vivian, what kind of shoes are you wearing right now? I'm wearing uh, pale pink shoes with a low heel. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I asked you and not Wesley or Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a freak out moment where I was like, <laughs> shit, I was like, please do not ask me. We see Vivian's shoe step into a puddle, and we cut to the three of you. The three of you are heading to the Rodriguez's house, all the while battling the raging storm. Tia is, is picking up her pace and striding ahead very confidently. She's really looking for something else to focus on beyond the conversation slash fight she just had with Kai, and is getting increasingly angry to match the increased pace of her footsteps. Totally ignoring the rain. 
Deborah's fighting really hard against the the wind and rain, but she's kind of like a like a really thin person, like a thin small person. So she's constantly getting like buffeted by the wind. <laughs> Vivian strides forward and kind of even march footsteps between the two of them. The three of you guys find yourself outside the Rodriguez's house. It's a charming two-story dwarvish-style cottage with a white picket fence. It's quite large. The exterior is made out of sturdy stone and brick, giving it a bit of a cozy and traditional look. The front porch is adorned with flowers. What kind of flowers? Well, all of the flowers are chrysanthemums, because you asked Sam to swap them out. I don't kick them, then. <laughs> I nod approvingly at the flowers. <laughs> Like, phase one of the plan has already begun. As the three of you approach the front door, Kia, you sort of thumb in your pocket the tarot card that you got from Nova. The tower. Nova was always so deep in her occult theories and her, her readings. Maybe she was on to something after all. Well, that's why I didn't let her near Zog and Glob. I don't need their heads being filled with, with nonsense, but I can definitely agree that this... that. These people don't belong in our neighborhood. <laughs> the three of you find yourselves outside the front door. Thump on it with my fist. And I say, hello, uh, it's Vivian. We have some pressing uh, news that we need to speak to you about immediately. Uh, please come to the door. And I just keep thumping and thumping and thumping while I say this. Zebra's <laughs> like, as chairwoman of the neighborhood watch, I order you to come out and explain yourselves. You hear someone come up to the door on the opposite side and then it slowly creaks open, revealing Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez. You take a look at Mr. Rodriguez. He's about four feet, five inches tall with a pretty stocky build. He's very square-jawed and has an angular face with a short, well-groomed beard. Mrs. Rodriguez is also a stout and solid dwarf and has a very well-rounded figure. She's smiling at the three of you, she has a warm and friendly face. I see. Mr. Rodriguez says, What are y'all doing out there? How about y'all come on in? Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez, hi, it's so good to see you. How are you? You know, we missed you at the last last neighborhood beautification committee meeting, but I see your chrysanthemums are coming along very nice. And oh, that's so kind. Thank you for letting us come in. And I, I walk in. Vivian says, enough with the pleasantries. We have some very serious safety issues that we need to speak to you about immediately. Let me get y'all some tea. All right, <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> Mrs. Rodriguez heads into the kitchen and starts heating up the water. Meanwhile, Mr. Rodriguez also says, let, let me get y'all some towels. Looks like y'all need it. Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you so much. As I like lightly grip my dagger handle. Inside the house, you see a dining room connected to a kitchen and then on the left side is a living room. The three of you are just dripping water everywhere. Kia shakes her hair angrily. Mr. Rodriguez returns with some towels and hands them out to the three of you. Deb towels off. Now, what was that about some safety issues? Yes. Number one, uh, have you heard about any of the terrible things that have been going on in this neighborhood lately, including the death of our dear friend Nova? Oh, yeah, I definitely heard about that. that was, that's quite terrible. I'm sorry about your friend Nova. We have some reason to believe that you had something to do with it. Care to explain yourselves? He says, me? 
Mrs. Rodriguez returns with some tea for the three of you. Everybody do a perception check. Mm, 13. 22. That is a 7. Kia, something feels a little bit off about Mr. Rodriguez after he says he he he's, he was like me who me who <laughs> 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 me who me commit murder <laughs> just looking at that warm tea and <laughs> noticing how cold I am and that's all I could focus on who drinks the tea he is normally very into tea but as she is increasingly suspicious she does not Vivian also doesn't drink the tea but she does kind of just warm her hands on it <laughs> Deborah like very slowly starts lifting the tea to her lips <laughs> just very slowly and how smart is Deborah hold on <laughs> Deborah takes a sip of tea <laughs> <laughs> okay this is sort of what you notice Kia Mr. Rodriguez does a long slow blink and then his demeanor changes slightly and he says what are y'all asking about again? So, Mr. Rodriguez, look, I don't want to waste anybody's time. It's been a long day. The weather outside is hell. But, like, surely you've seen everything out there is completely messed up. The weather, the, the, the mindless people just, just stuck, unable to talk or think. You must know something. You must know something. Ooh, is this chamomile? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rodriguez says, oh yeah, it, it, it was me. We got him, boys. <laughs> let's, bring, let's, bring, let's bring him Officer, in. Officer, it's this one Mission over here. Mission accomplished. All right, we could end the session early. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll head down to the police station with y'all. Just let me get my jacket here. Oh, great. Wow. Cool. Uh, and just, just to clarify one thing, what part of this exactly was you? The murderer, the zombies, the weather. With the zombies? Mindless people, oh. slaves running around. One might call them zombies. <laughs> Mr. Rodriguez says, why everything? Except for the weather. I, 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 don't, I don't control the weather. But like, how did you do it? How did you make Charlotte kill Nova? Oh yeah, I just got some illegal magic tech. He, he puts on his jacket. <laughs> Kia, Kia, is, Kia was hoping for a fight and is unsatisfied by this. Vivian revs up the weed whacker, but it kind of revs like questioningly. It's like, rah, rah. <laughs> um, are you able to fix my my beautiful children? They don't seem to be acting themselves. Oh, they'll they'll be just fine. Just to clarify. What was this magitech that you used to make my only daughter murder one of my best friends? And are you going to please bring proof of this when we go to the police station? He says, oh, yeah, it, it was a... Uh, and then you hear him for just like for a hot second grumble in a language that you have never heard before. Uh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I couldn't just, you know, being being such a protector of this community, I couldn't just, I couldn't help but kind of hear that note of foreign language. What exactly was that? Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's just some dwarvish. 
Well, I I damn well know dwarves, I, and I'm sure that was not. So try me again. I don't know that that checks out to me. I don't you know, you know dwarves. I don't really try to like understand them too much. Vivian, what's what's the problem? We have a, you know, we have a way to get Charlotte out of jail now, and everything's gonna go back to normal. It it just feels too easy. My my reporter skills, they're it, they're just a deep. My gut is just telling me that there's something we're missing here, and I I want, of course, I want my daughter out of jail, but. I just want to understand. I don't want to go down a, a dead-end road. All right. I'm ready. Take me away, girls. You heard him, gals. Let's go. I call out to Mrs. Rodriguez since she has not <laughs> left the kitchen, apparently. Is she still in the kitchen? Yeah. What's her first name? <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Marguerite. Marguerite. Okay. Considering I know them, I call out... Excuse me, Marge. Just want to make sure that you're quite quite all right with us taking your husband to jail and throwing him in for murder. Oh yes, I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> it could not have worked out better. This is this is how I'm rationalizing Deb failing her perception check. <laughs> by the way, I mean, like maybe it's best if we all go down to the police station, right, Marge? I mean, if if I must. Well, did did you play any role in these terrible, terrible events, Marge? Of course not. It was all Mr. Rodriguez. Ah, well, you know. Well, don't don't you feel any abject horror at the knowledge that your husband is a cold-blooded killer? Vivian, go ahead and roll a history check. You know, some people just turn out to be killers, and that's okay sometimes. Thirteen. <laughs> You find it a little bit peculiar that Marguerite referred to her husband as Mr. Rodriguez. You're pretty sure you've never heard of that before, coming from her at least. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I say something along the lines of, you know, recognizing this as odd. I just ask, oh, and by the way, oh wait, what's, what's his actual name? Let's go Stuart. By the way, uh, Marge, when <laughs> when is your and Mark's anniversary? I, I know that's coming up. Wait, Mark or Stuart? Huh. I'm trying to catch her in a lie. <laughs> oh. Deborah just says that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper that to her. I'm trying to catch her in a lie. <laughs> Why are you trying to catch her in a lie? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Rodriguez says, oh, you know what's June 9th? Well, that's a bit odd because your husband's name is Stuart. The two of them sort of just blink at you. Mr. Rodriguez, still standing near the door with his jacket on, is just like, So we going to prison? <laughs> so like, yes, uh, yes, Stuart, we are going to prison, but I think maybe we should take a little bit of a look around your house first. You know? Just to, like, get some some evidence and things like that. No, I think we should go to jail. Really, that's a that's a job for the police. Kia just ignores him and starts going down a nearby hallway, just looking for rooms to go barge into. As you begin to head down the hallway, Kia, with sort of terrifying speed... Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez get on all fours. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, this is definitely unusual. And lunge at you. And 
Go ahead and do a dexterity saving throw. Ooh. You get plus three. You get plus three. I dramatically drop the tea cup and it shatters very dramatically <laughs> as this happens. Good time. Oh my god, that's so plus plus three from you plus my normal thing. That is twenty-eight. Damn! <laughs> Out of the corner of your eye, you see Mr. Rodriguez lunging at you from behind, and you just duck out of the way. His body slams into the hallway wall. You also see Mrs. Rodriguez coming for you. She lunges for your legs, but you jump nimbly out of the way. Her head smashes against the nearby counter table. Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez sort of twist their bodies awkwardly to look back at the three of you, and they prepare to lunge again. What do the three of you do? Stew... March. <laughs> Kia immediately begins attacking whichever the two of them are closest. I'm going to try to uh, tackle one of them before they can tackle lunge at us. So I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm going. The best defense is just offense. So yeah, I'm going to just like try to restrain or jump on top of and restrain. Let's say Marge. I'm going to rev up the weed whacker and take the action <laughs> to basically wait until they come into combat range. <laughs> Kia, you find Mr. Rodriguez right next to you and go ahead and roll an attack roll. Kick him in the face. 19. I guess this is sort of an important question. Lethally or non-lethally? <laughs> How, how close was the relationship between Kia and these dwarves previously? Both have attended your classes prior, but whether that was paid or unpaid, you're not sure. I mean, I guess if there's some, if there's some tie beyond just being neighbors, then I suppose I would try to, to somewhat pull my punches. Okay. You kick Mr. Rodriguez, and there's a nasty cracking sound and he goes limp on the floor. Meanwhile, Deb, go ahead and do a contested strength roll against Mrs. Rodriguez. There's a feature of my character that I forgot about last session called Whispers of the Dead, which is whenever I finish a short or long rest, I can choose a skill or two proficiency that I lack and gain it as for like the for Whoa. the time being. We short, we short rested crazy. last time. <laughs> so as a ghostly presence shares its knowledge with you. So I'm going to choose athletics and say my deceased husband is sharing its, is a, <laughs> his knowledge with me. Rex is like, I know you killed me, but this isn't the way I want to see you die. Cheat code. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah, get a little You have bit. more suffering. You have more suffering or hard. All right. So that'll be a 23. Yeah. She rolled a three. <laughs> All right, you rustle Mrs. Rodriguez to the floor. I got her! I got her! And in my inventory, I have manacles, so nice. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna manacle her up. This is the neighborhood right. watch. Everyone carries yeah. manacles. In yeah. The neighborhood watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to have yours delivered to you, but you should get them in the mail within three to four business days. <laughs> like now, Marge, that wasn't very nice. As you take a look at her. You see a familiar look. Her eyes are now unfocused, and she's drooling everywhere. Mm. Mr. Rodriguez is unconscious, close by. Wow, Kia, you got quite the got quite the leg on you. 
I got I, I got to tell you, I was not expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're like they freaked out. They came after me. I clearly they they don't want us to see what's in this house. Hmm. Or if not them, something. So or someone that's controlling them. I mean, she didn't even know her own husband's name. That's not the Marge we all know. Wow, I didn't even pick up on that. You really, your your journalistic instincts are so sharp, Viv. Thank you. All right, well, uh, shall we shall we split up and see if we can find anything? I, I briefly check to see if uh, Mr. Rodriguez is still breathing. <laughs> you bend down and check. He he is in fact still alive. I look awkwardly from side to side. Hopefully, <laughs> no one is judging me for excessive force in this, <laughs> this elderly dwarven man. Vivian says, well, it really looks like he's not going anywhere, so I think some further investigation is certainly needed. Mm, I, I sure hope whatever whatever sort of magics they're under, they don't remember what just happened. <laughs> that would make our next neighborhood barbecue considerably more awkward. What's the, what's the layout of the house? The three of you are on the ground floor, and this is where the kitchen and the dining room and living room are. They're pretty large. You rather quickly deduce that upstairs is the is where the bedrooms are. And judging from one of the doors on this floor, there's also a basement. Well, so like, we had pretty good luck in looking through basements and attics before, so maybe we should go take a look downstairs? I think that sounds reasonable. Sure, I suppose if you wanted to hide something, that's the first place I would do it. Who wants to go first? Kia strides confidently ahead, arbitrarily so kicking down every other door she passes on her way. <laughs> <laughs> my hero. Oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> Deb's like closing the doors like, like behind <laughs> <In her OCD. laughs> as we go past them yeah right now this is uneven Kia you open the door to the basement and you walk down the stairs Vivian and Deborah you guys follow not nah, yeah Vivian feeling kind of invigorated by her deductive skills uh, feels the need to take some more pixie dust and reaches into her pantsuit pocket only to remember that she's out and a pit kind of just grows in her stomach and she starts to sweat before following her friends downstairs. Deb and Vivian, go ahead and do a constitution saving throw. Uh, I got 25. 15. Deb, there is something in that tea. Uh-oh. Your stomach hurts, but you're otherwise unaffected. <laughs> I make a mental note of where the bathroom is <laughs> that we pass by. <laughs> for if needed in shutting all the doors you were also surreptitiously kind of looking through <laughs> to make a mental <laughs> note I'm like well Stu and Marge aren't using it right now <laughs> Vivian your hand shakes you grab it with your other hand and sort of steady it you're increasingly on edge the basement staircase leads down to a long hallway uh, there's only a couple of lights flickering here making it difficult to see but all of you guys are orcs so i think <laughs> we all have dark vision do we yeah. all have dark vision they give way too many races dark vision <laughs> outside even in the basement you can hear the storm grow stronger the three of you head down the spooky hallway are there doors along the hallway or not they're not okay 
the hallway seems to stretch on for forever. As the three of you are walking, there's suddenly a flicker of light ahead of you. It's an illusion. <laughs> Ew. Do we know? Do we know it's an illusion, or does it look real to us? No, it is definitely like an illusion. In this world, there's illusion magitech that you can buy, and it's basically just like DVDs. Oh, okay. So it's like a hologram. Like we know that it's not real. Yeah. Okay. We see an illusion of Kia. She's wearing her prettiest dress, and then we see another figure enter the illusion. It's Vivian's ex-husband, Lionel. Ooh. Kia goes up to him and is basically touching his arm, giggling, and laughing at all his jokes. How, how far does the scene go? Does, do we get to see more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this is a rated R podcast. <laughs> this has rated, been going rated for... Rated X for explicit... This has been going for five minutes already. <laughs> no, uh, it, it does cut several times, and in each one, Kia is wearing something different, and Vivian's ex-husband is wearing something different, and the two of them are flirting real hard. I start shaking, and I say, Kia, uh, what is this? I mean, like, I don't know, suddenly there's just these images on the wall? There have been a lot of crazy things happening lately. Hmm, they think they can get in our heads and psych us out. It's not gonna work. But this is... It's just... There's details that they they just couldn't possibly know. I mean, I haven't thought about him in years and so long, but I mean, the, the way his eyebrows furrowed, the way he, the way he laughed, it's just... It's all right there. They, it couldn't be there unless... Unless they knew, unless unless you knew. I mean, look, Viv, you, you two had you two had broken up and 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 moved on, and you know, Kai, he's such a useless bag of trash. Sometimes <laughs> I just I need to like you know talk to other guys. And you couldn't have told me for how long? Since when? I mean, it was nothing serious, just off and on. A few workout classes, a couple drinks, uh, you know, maybe maybe a year or so. A year? You've lied for a year. I mean, this was this was long ago. This is, you know, not not recently. <laughs> There's like a watermark at the bottom with like the date. <laughs> yeah, I thought to be like I thought it was like up to this year. I, I thought it was like this past year. I still can't believe you never told me. I just I didn't want to I didn't want to hurt you, Viv, and you've you've just been you've been so strong without him. I didn't think you needed to know. Well, I need to know because you're my friend. I just can't believe you you didn't tell me. Look, I mean, we, we can we can have this discussion later. I haven't I haven't talked to Lionel in, in quite some time now, but I think we just need to move on. Vivian, Kia, you know, I hate to see you two fight, you know, this, clearly somebody put this here to try to, to try to divide us, to try to make us fight. I say we just ignore it and keep going. Kia just, just starts striding ahead. Vivian kind of just rolls her eyes and shakes her head. Kind of shake, just shake the memories out. Deb's like, these two, am I right? She says to nobody <laughs> in particular. <laughs> and then like walks forward. 
The three of you continue down the hallway, and once again, it seems endless. Who's who's in front? Kia's in front, right? Yes. Kia's I wanted to get myself out of that situation <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Kia, as you continue down the hallway, you hear a crunch underneath your feet. And as you look down, you see that you've stepped on the apparent femur bone of a skeleton here. Ugh, yuck. Uh, Viv, Deb, looks like we've got some bodies down here. Ooh, how how gruesome. Is it like a humanoid type skeleton, Joey? Yep. Okay. Is it just one skeleton or are there are there others? Just this one. Oh. Hmm. Does it look old? Go ahead and do an investigate check. Uh three. <laughs> That's a skull, alright. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how long this skeleton has been down here. You take a look at the clothes and it's you, you can't really tell how old it is. But it's like a fully decomposed body. It's just a skeleton, right? Correct. Okay. And it's still, but it's still wearing clothes. Yep. Okay. Who knows how long this has been here? Hmm. He reluctantly starts rummaging around a bit to see if there's anything of note. Go ahead, do a perception check. That is a nine. Uh, you find nothing of note. In the distance, another illusion flickers. As the three of you take a look, you see it's Deborah this time. She's sneaking around the neighborhood. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> she goes up to a community board, and we see Kia's advertisements for her studio. Deborah rips them off the board. Damn. Like, what the hell, Deb? <laughs> <laughs> Kia... Listen, as the chairwoman of the beautification committee, I have to enforce certain standards in this community to make sure the neighborhood remains beautiful. And, you know, there is clear time and place to put advertisements up, and you knew this, and yet you still plastered your advertisements all over the city. What was I supposed to do? What's not beautiful about fitness? And I've got to make a living. These papers are going up all over everybody's buildings. Like, we know where your studio is. It's very, there's not a huge neighborhood. It's not a huge cul-de-sac. And you're very well aware of where you're supposed to advertise, and you blatantly violated that, and I feel like I did you a favor. I didn't go to you and complain, I just, I did you a favor, and remove the, remove the flyers, you know? Sue me. <laughs> D- don't actually sue me, <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably just because you're embarrassed about how out of shape you are, isn't that right, Deb? Well, that is, whoa, whoa, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kia, you're my friend, and... I don't want to raise a finger against you, but that was uncalled for. That was very uncalled for. You know, it's hard watching two kids and maintaining, you know, a healthy lifestyle at the same time while also keeping the house. It's just, it's a lot to do. And sometimes, sometimes it's too much, you know? So forgive me if, you know, I haven't been paying attention to, to eating my daily nutritional value. <laughs> Kia scoffs and mumbles something under her breath about, she's bad as Kai. <laughs> and he starts to stride off again. Vivian puts her arm around Deborah's shoulder and just says, well, There's only so much time in a day. And Kia just doesn't understand. She's not a mother like we are. Yeah, I mean, you know where I'm coming from, right? Like, I, I work hard to keep this neighborhood beautiful and, and neat. And she just comes in with her flyers without even asking permission to put them up. Of course. I mean, well, 
I think I, I think I know. We all have plates spinning. We all have different priorities, and yours is to the neighborhood and its appearance. Thanks, Viv. You were always my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) For real, this is actually a very good insight into women friendships. Women friendships in groups of three never work. There's always two (laughs) that are tighter, seriously, and one that is less tight. I've never seen a working group of three female friends. That's very interesting. That's why you need, it's why it needs to be either four or two girls and a boy or two boys and a girl. Or three boys. Maybe three boys' friendships work, but three girls' friendships do not. What What do you all at home think? <laughs> yeah, weigh in! <laughs> yeah. Tell us below in the comments. The three of you continue down the hallway. A couple of minutes later, Kia, you're still in front, right? Yes. You feel another familiar crunch <laughs> underfoot. You look down, and it's that same femur that you stepped on earlier. Hmm... Viv, Viv, Deb, are we, are we going in circles? Now, are you sure it's the same, the same skeleton? I mean, some, some, they all, they all do kind of look the same. <laughs> does it have the same clothing as the last skeleton? <laughs> it does. I mean, like, I'm, I'm no expert on skeletons, but this one looks like it's dressed the same as the last one, so. Okay. Deb turns around, like, to look behind her. Can I see, like, where we entered, or is it all just (laughs) one big hallway? It's just one big hallway, Mm. as far as you can see. So we can't even see the doorway that we entered down? Correct. Um, ladies, I I don't get unsettled often, but this is is pretty dang unsettling. We couldn't even leave now if we wanted to. Well, it doesn't seem like we're getting or making any progress going forward, either. But, like, do we have any other choice? Well, now we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Kia, somewhat less angrily and more trepidatiously than before, strides forward. (laughs) You stride forward. A couple of seconds later, another illusion plays. This time we see Zog and Glop. Oh, my my beautiful angels. I feel better already. (laughs) They are destroying... (laughs) someone's yard <laughs> oh, they, they play a little rough but you know the, that's just my beautiful boy and girl in the distance we see Charlotte half paying attention to the two children and then we see Vivian Vivian gently shoes the two children to a nearby patio table and then hands them junk food <gasps> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Stop the pot. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> the junk food is poisoned. <laughs> Dude, you don't even know. Some moms are so particular about that type of thing. I'm sure. And that's exactly what Deb is. Um, Vivian, I don't excuse my part of my French, but what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, Deb, I mean. <laughs> Char- Charlotte babysits Zog and Glob fairly frequently in the summer, and they tend to be a bit rambunctious. They've nearly torn up my garden quite a few times, and I felt a bit of reward was necessary to keep them on the straight and narrow. I, I hope you don't mind. I mean, 
When you say things like that, I'm not surprised Charlotte's in jail. Um, but... Ooh. <laughs> Vivian growls. <laughs> she goes, I cannot believe that you just said you're not surprised that my daughter is in jail. My daughter is a straight-A student. She has a debate team. She is a pinnacle of this community. Your children are... They're... They're ill-behaved. You can't control them. They destroy everything they touch. Well, my children aren't murderers, first of all. And second of all, you know, they are... They are perfect. They're growing. They have a little bit of excess energy. That's okay. And, you know, maybe they wouldn't be destroying so many things if you secured your property a little bit better. If you didn't feed them junk food, because apparently you're doing this regularly. Um, it didn't seem like it was a new thing for you uh, in <laughs> the this. The junk food is the only thing that makes them not destroy my house. Oh, now you're lying? Okay. I am not well, lying. I promise you that. I take back what I said about you being my favorite. And uh, henceforth, you're never allowed to watch my beautiful angels ever again. Good. My, my garden will be glad for it. And <laughs> I can't believe you just... I can't believe you just said my daughter was a murderer. I can't even respond to that. I mean, I mean, I just sort of like gesture around. I mean, my daughter would never of her own volition hurt a fly. She is harmless. She's an angel, unlike Zog and Glob. Hmm. Hold me back, Kia. <laughs> Hold me back. Kia, meanwhile, is just standing there like with both her hands raised in fake mouth gestures and like looking back and forth and kind of chuckling as they do like the fake talking thing. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. Deb just like pulls out her dagger and like points it at Vivian and says, we're going to discuss this later. <laughs> like reshees it. Vivian revs the lawnmower in response. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, you two, we're in this nightmare hallway in a basement while the whole world falls apart around us. It's just kids. Move on. All kids suck. But she fed them junk food, Kia. <laughs> well, then we'll, we'll work it out of them in the children's workout classes later. Deb just storms ahead angrily. <laughs> Vivian takes the tail to give... Deb space. This same cycle happens a couple of times. You guys encounter the skeleton, and then soon after, an illusion plays. We see a couple of them. We see Deborah very obviously murdering her husband. <laughs> we all knew that Damn. one. <laughs> Show me something I don't know. But also sneaking behind one of the school's talent shows in an apparent attempt to sabotage Charlotte's harp strings so that Glob's oboe solo would win. <laughs> oboe solo. <laughs> From Deborah's point of view, we see on stage Charlotte playing the harp. Half the strings snap. Oops. <laughs> but she continues to play regardless, and she wins first place. We also see from Vivian's point of view, that she never saw any of this. She was too busy doing drugs in the restroom. And we also see an illusion of Kia spreading rumors about Nova, nasty rumors, as part of an attempt to corner the market on bored housewives. 
after several iterations of this, tensions are high. Vivian says, I've had enough, and tries to just crush the skeleton into atoms. I take back what I said about you being my favorite. Yes, you've said that multiple times. Before I saw you sabotage my child, I say while stomping on the statue, or sorry, on the skeleton repeatedly. Oh, you didn't even see it. You were busy shooting up in the bathroom. I just saw it now, didn't I? Yeah, a little too late. At least I saw my child perform. (laughs) I mean, I, I have stress from work. I have a job. Yeah, so does everybody. What's yours? Consultant. (laughs) so basically you're like a pampered chef mom well actually she's living she's living off the life insurance money from uh from rex but uh she tells everybody that she's a consultant all right this consultant Uh uh-huh well i i have a real job oh yes uh writing propaganda for the local newspaper i'm i'm a pundit on television illusion vision illusion (laughs) vision Magic, magic vision. Magic. They're illusions, magic Michael. <laughs> oh, and uh, how are your ratings doing? I hear uh, you're not super well recently. Uh, you know, they, they dip in between election cycles. And Kia. I, mm, well, you know, <laughs> I don't really feel one way or the other about the Nova thing, actually. <laughs> like I said before. <laughs> and, and Kia, I mean... Uh, If I can just bring myself away from Deborah sabotaging my child, I cannot believe you were the one who cried the hardest when Nova died. I can't believe that you were the one making her life so miserable while she was still here. Look, Viv, I was was sad and broken up just as much as you when Nova died, but a girl's got to make a living. And I mean, come on, you never believed any of that tarot and crystal nonsense either, did you? I believe it as much as I believe in your yogi spiritual lifestyle. Look, my work helps women become strong, more independent. You can't argue with those results. Well, I mean... Kia uh, flexes. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at it, look at it. Kia sees Vivian lose her temper and smash the skeleton. And she goes over and starts joining her and smashing it also. Yeah. <laughs> Deb does the same, and it's like the fucking scene from like JoJo where they're all like kicking that. Yes! Everybody- yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three of you stomp on the skeleton. <sighs> I feel a lot better now. <laughs> there, there's like a ten minute scene of nothing but the three of you just stomping on the skeleton. <laughs> so Vivian says, "Ladies, we need to put aside our differences. We're." clearly in the midst of something great and terrible that we can't begin to understand, but the only way that we're going to make it out is if we stand together. None of us are perfect, and as a parent, you just do, I guess we're just all doing the best that we can, and I probably shouldn't have said those things I said about Charlotte, so so I apologize, Viv. I accept your apology. I... Apologize for going against your wishes and feeding Zog and Glob junk food. I've never told anybody this, but sometimes when I am just really stressed, I will eat some of the junk food I've confiscated from them. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's our little secret. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, just between us girls. Yeah. And and Kia, 
I shouldn't have held you going out or, you know, getting to know Lionel against you. It's, it's really, it's been so long. I, I don't have any claim over the man anymore. I just, I think you just brought up a bit of, it just brought up a bit of insecurity from me again. And I hope you'll forgive me for taking it out on you. No, like I, I should have told you, Viv. I, it wasn't anything serious. I just, you know, I, I don't get what I'm looking for at home very often. And so I sometimes just, just, I need to get out and, and, and be myself a bit. And, and Lionel was around. He's not the only one, but, I, I should have, I should have, our bond is special, Viv, and I should have respected that more. Aww. Vivian gives Kia a hug, and then she hugs Debra, too. Deb says, uh, Kia, I probably should have come to you before taking your flyers down. That was probably not my best moment, so so I do apologize about that. No, I I go overboard a bit. I, I, I know how hard you work on the neighborhood, and I, I should have respected all the proper placements and we can we can work together on it when we get out of here oh sounds like a deal to me all right everybody hugs and makes up and it's super mushy yeah (laughs) (laughs) ladies friendship forever high five friendship rings glow (laughs) (laughs) all right can we kill something now (laughs) yeah (laughs) you gotta get out of this hallway first all right i look up you see the ceiling all right i try to jump and touch the ceiling (laughs) You touch the ceiling. All right, that's not the way out, ladies. God damn it! Is there it. anything, <laughs> anything to the side that we've I mean, we've just been kind of going forward this whole time? Has there been anything to the side, like a, a door, an offshoot? How about everybody do a perception check? <laughs> Eight, eleven. As a thirteen. After making up, the three of you come to the realization that you all three of you will die together here. <laughs> The end. The end. It's a montage of the three of them slowly starving. (laughs) Deborah's just gonna start like walking forward, but like feeling the walls to see if there's any cracks or any imperfections or any like I don't know. Maybe there's like weakness in the stone, and she can like start like pulling some stones out to get out of here. Yep. What does everybody else do? Uh, Vivian laments that she doesn't have any spells left. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, okay, if Deborah is going one way, Vivian starts going the other way and trying to, trying to push the limits of whatever is making this infinite hallway. Because it's not truly infinite. It's just an effect. She tries to start going to the limit of the other way that she can. Yep. Kia, what are you doing? Kia doesn't know much about all this this magical and investigatory stuff, so she just starts running. <laughs> she thinks that maybe she can outrun the vision, so she just plows ahead as fast as she can. Gotta go fast. Okay, which way? Actually, gonna go ahead back towards the the way we came from, or what mm. I perceive to be the way we came from. So we'll say Deborah heads forward, and Vivian and Kia head backwards. Kia, you sprint past Vivian. Meanwhile, Deborah, you try and feel the wall and slowly move forward. Something peculiar happens. Kia, as you run 
the illusion sort of breaks down. It's sort of like the computer is trying to render it, but it's render rendering it like very slowly. At some point, you run past Deborah. I, I try to speed up more. <laughs> I feel like whatever I'm doing is having a good effect. <laughs> you speed up. Once again, as you run, the illusion sort of has trouble compiling itself. That's what all those classes get you. Do I see anything more indicative of reality or whatever's behind the illusion while these glitches are happening? No. It just seems like it's having trouble like putting the previous part of the hallway like in front of you. Vivian calls out to Kia, keep running! Like, I think I'm about to make progress here. Vivian starts running in the other direction. The op, like, if Kia is running clockwise, Kia starts running counterclockwise, but significantly less fast because she's wearing pink high heels. <laughs> <sighs> they both lost it. Vivian, as you run in the opposite direction, the two of you occasionally, you and Kia every now and then just like pass each other, and you also pass like a very slow moving Deborah. <laughs> I'm very close to cracking this whole thing. <laughs> the illusion begins to break down more. I grab Deb, Deborah as I'm running past. I say, I'm <laughs> running too! Or jumping like, up what's... and down. Maybe if you break it in multiple, if we go multiple planes. But Vivian doesn't say that. Vivian just says, move faster! <laughs> Deb, okay. your, your journey to fitness begins now. We need you to run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if this is what you need to calm down, then I, I'll, I'll join you in this in this run. <laughs> and I do quotation marks. Uh, and then I run in the same direction as Kia. You jog significantly slower than Kia. Kia and Vivian, the two of you are running faster than Deb. For the two of you, you begin to see visible cracks in the illusion. The cracks extend and break, and the three of you are thrust toward a doorway. The three of you slam into it, and the door breaks open. Wow! Mamma mia! Hey everyone, this is Joey, your okayishly adequate dungeon master. Sorry for the excessive delay on this episode, it literally exploded while I was editing it. Basically when I was almost done. The good news, however, is that we're almost done with this bonus arc. We've just got one more episode to go, and then we'll be back to the normal campaign. So join us next time for the final, final finale of the Desperate Orcish Housewives arc. <laughs> <laughs>